Adams. Who on earth is this? What has happened here? What's going on? Man, that's like the atomic flea, man. They picked them up like a bag of trash. They picked them up like I want to pick up Alexander the Average Schmo. That was more like WWE. The guy wanted to make a name for himself, <laughs> as the announcer said, but it didn't last long. Eye contact with the fighters over the top rope. That's it. Wow. I like him. I like roles like that. You know what I mean? You should never step over your boundaries. So I love the fact that, you know, sometimes you got to deal with what's given to you. And unfortunately, that dude had to go overboard. Yes. Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My co-host has an Olympic gold medal, champ champ in the UFC, the king of cringe, the one and only Henry Cejudo. Let's go, Schmo, because time is money and money is time. Let's get this bar rolling. And we shall. And how about we start off with some reaction to UFC 272. The Schmo's talking the main event for this gold medal moment. Colby Covington dominates Jorge Masvidal. Five rounds, unanimous decision. So, Triple C, it went the way you thought it would go. Why was Covington yeah. able to cruise throughout this entire fight? Well, it's it's not no so it's not so much Covington at this point. It's more of actually Masvidal. What Masvidal could have done, um, I think Masvidal could have probably conquered the center a little bit more. You don't you don't want to be near the cage with with Kobe whatsoever because that's when he was popping things off. That's when he was just smoking the hands and going straight for the takedowns. You know, what I mean? he was just setting up, throwing this facade, and then going straight to the double leg or whatever. So I think I think I think uh, I think uh, George shouldn't have been in these wrestling positions as much. I think if we would have conquered the conquered the center, mastered the distance a little bit more, and keep continue to keep kicking the leg like he was in the beginning, I think we would have had more success. But just the simple fact that he allowed uh, Kobe to press him, it just changed the whole fight. And it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. But it, it 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 could be something that could easily be fixed. If Masvidal fights, finds the right engineers. Well, he does have Bo Nickel. He's got all the Penn State accolades, who is the wrestling coach over at ATT. Yeah. But it seems like within the first minute of that fight, the tone was already set. There was a complaint of an eye poke. Kobe pressed him against the cage. He was able to take him down. And that seemed to be the theme of the entire night. Masvidal seemed to accept that, listen, I'm going to have to fight this guy. I'm going to have my back up against the cage. He wasn't able to impose his will, and it was Colby Covington imposing his will, and that stayed through five rounds. That's how the schmo felt. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I, I think there's so much pride. There are so much things on the table that it allowed George to freaking survive, man, that fifth, that fourth, because he was tired, man. So kudos to George, man. He came in shape. But at the same time, it's almost like, you know what you're going up against. Kobe has done that to you in practice. And he said it that he's done that to you in practice. So, I mean, these are just adjustments that 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 Masvidal has to do. This is why it's always important. Like, whenever I'm talking to kids or whatever, like, everybody wants to do jiu-jitsu because it's fun. Everybody wants to do striking because it's fun. There's one sport that is not that fun. It's only meant for the few, the proud. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about the Marines. I'm talking about wrestling. It's a, It's a sport that will literally mold you and... 
give you this certain callus, this certain badge of honor when you understand that grind. And Kobe's been to that school and he's been able to put that wrath amongst all his opponents except the guys that have been to that exact same school like Kamara Usman or Ahanza Chimaev. He ain't going to do that to Chimaev. Chimaev's going to end up probably doing that to him. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the best... It's the best style that somebody could have, and it's just to grind somebody out. Well, what do you think Masvidal's game plan was going into this? Because obviously they got the familiarity. He knows that Kobe's got the edge in wrestling. What do you think Masvidal's game plan was that he wasn't able to execute here? Honestly, I think I think Masvidal's game plan was just to hurt him. I think because it got so personal. He's talking about family talking about all that he's talking about his kids. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. Even though I'm a Kobe fan, I think it's super hilarious, dude. I think he, I think he went a little too far, but talking about George Masvidal's kids and then naming them, and then his his ex-wife and the alimony that, man, that stuff right there, dude. That's that's literally that's like fighting you outside in the street if I ever see you know type of stuff. But it is what it is. He got the victory. Congratulations to Kobe Broken Jaw Covington. Well, that leads to this week's silver medal moment. What's next for Kobe Covington? And what's next for Jorge Masvidal? I like the fact that Kobe was calling out Dustin Poirier. I think that's really good because you know what? He, he, Kobe's right. If Dustin Poirier was willing to fight that dude in the streets and for free, then fight him in the cage and really show yourself, demonstrate yourself if you really want to fight somebody like that. I, I think it's a great storyline. He just beat your your training partner and George Masvidal. I think I think Kobe's Kobe's hopping him out. I think he's selling the story. I think he does need to fight uh, uh, Dustin Poirier because if Dustin Poirier wanted to fight him at the gym or whatnot, then what, other, then what better than to actually do it in the most political way, and that's in the octagon, in the UFC main event, I will literally pay 75 bucks to watch that schmo. Well, so would the schmo because there's no clear-cut guy in the welterweight division for Colby Covington. Even Dana White said in the post-fight press conference that he doesn't seem to think there's a clear path for what's next for Colby. Because look at it. Look what's going on in the top five. You got Leon Edwards, who's booked to fight the champion when he recovers from hand surgery. Then you got Gilbert Burns at two, fighting Hamza Chimaev. Then you got Vicente Luque. And you got uh, Bilal Muhammad, the four and five guys going. So Colby Covington doesn't have anybody to fight in the top five. Dustin Poirier makes sense. He walks around at a higher weight than Kobe. That's what Kobe says. And Kobe doesn't want to go down to 155. Why not have that fight at 170? No, exactly. And Dustin Poirier's already talked about going up to 170 pounds. And this, and this is the catch. This is what the UFC could do. If Dustin Poirier beats Kobe Covington, give him a title shot against the Nigerian Nightmare. If You know what I'm saying? If Kobe does win, he does beat Dustin Poirier because that's more likely what will probably favor, favor Kobe I think he fights Hamza Chimaev. The winner of that fight fights uh, Kamara Usman. I think that's just the way it is. I, I think the I think I think uh, the alignments are just triggering, being set up the right way. So I think he fights Dustin Poirier, 170 pounds. Dustin Poirier beats him. He fights Kamara Usman at 170 pounds for the title to be that to be the welterweight champion of the world. If he, he doesn't, I think he just waits for Hamza Chimaev. And Hamza Chimaev, the winner of that fight fights the Nigerian nightmare. So 170 pounds is freaking exciting. It's amazing. I know Kamar Usman has done laughs to people, but you still got Chimaev. And who knows, man, that Dustin Poirier, uh, Kobe Covington fight. I, I think if, if Dustin was somehow to win him, I know the Nigerian nightmare. I know he would love to fight Dustin. 
And I think that would be a great fight, too. The Nigerian Nightmare and Dustin Poirier? That's well, why not? Said? Why not? If he's going to skip the line, that's, that's exactly what I just said. I said if the UFC is able to uh, 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 give Dustin Poirier that, that, that appetite, they'd be like, hey, if you beat Kobe Covington, you fight straight to the title. Why? Because this new blood schmo, Kamaru Usman's already lapped everybody. He's talking about Canelo. I mean, he's talking about all these other guys. And the Chimaev hasn't fought anybody in the top 10. I mean, it makes sense. And I think that's the route that I would go if I was Dana White. I would seduce Dustin Poirier and tell him, listen, if you beat Kobe Covington, number one contender at 170 pounds, I will allow you and give you an opportunity to fight for the title, fight for the world title. And I think that's the way you entice uh, uh, Dustin Poirier and I, I guarantee you Kobe would love it the fans well, would love it well, I would Dustin, love it the well, Schmo would love it yeah well Dustin Poirier wants to fight for a title but Dana White told the Schmo in the post-fight press conference that he's looking at the winner of Gilbert Burns and Hamza Chemaev is a number one contender fight fighting the winner of Leon Edwards when he eventually fights the champion Kamaru Usman when Usman gets back from the injury so there is that low period yep. but the Poirier thing no, is but interesting the, the only reason no, it is. It's very interesting. The reason why I tell you that too, because Kamara Usman, remember the belt, the the champion has leverage too. Leverage, yeah. He's Kamara Usman said in the po in the pre-fight before the before everybody competed, he was doing that. He was doing that event stuff. He said, he says, yeah, he's he's about a couple fights away. And honestly, I'm not mad at him. He's right. L look at what look at what Kamara Usman had to go through. Look how many people he had to go through in order for him to finally become the welterweight champion of the world. How many win streaks did he go through until he finally got a shot? And I and I and I advise him put Chimaev through the ringer, let him fight a couple more times, fight Dustin Poirier. I think Chimaev will get eventually get his crack, but I think he's two fights away. I think he give it to Poirier. Poirier, the winner of Poirier. If Poirier wins, he fights Kamaru. If he doesn't win, then who knows? Then maybe, then maybe you can make a decision whether Hamzat or Gilbert Burn goes in there and fights the Nigerian Nightmare. Well, the interesting thing I here, be, I, I could, I, I, I could be a matchmaker, Schmo. What's well, up? You don't like that idea? I think that well, I mean, I think that idea is golden because you know what? We're in the entertainment era, Schmo. Yeah. Think about it for a minute. Well, the Schmo. I mean, think put about the it, George Masvidal. Put the pieces okay. in play here. Let's let's do that for a second because Nate Diaz is the guy that Poirier has been calling out. If that fight was going to be booked, it would have been booked already. But then Dana White confirmed with the schmo that he thinks there's a good chance before Nate Diaz returns to the octagon, he's going to get a new contract. And they've been holding out because he's got one fight left on the deal. They want Nate Diaz to fight Conor McGregor in the trilogy fight. Nate Diaz... He's an interesting piece in the play here because if he does not get the Dustin Poirier fight, that kind of forces Dustin Poirier's hand to look somewhere else. And that's where the Kobe Covington thing comes into mind with what you said. And that's where you can glue everything together well, here in the well, entertainment well, can, business. Well, can I tell you can I tell you what the UFC's been doing, Schmo? They've been paying everybody. They paid they paid they paid Israel Asanya the fight week on that Tuesday to sign that big contract because they know that people that that they they got to keep the one percenters happy. They just paid George Masvidal a good chunk of money. They're gonna try to do the same thing with Nate Diaz, but they want to entice him not with not with Dustin Poirier. They want to entice him with Conor McGregor. You see what Ooh. I'm saying? Yeah, but so what about Pat Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world? Yeah, but Francis Ngannou has 45 million, 50 million waiting for him to fights Tyson Fury. He has to wait out for a year. Francis Ngannou's doing what's best for him, and he's smart. I I do the exact same thing. Would you take six, seven million, or 50, 40 million, and be done fighting, and you know, just go off in the sunset and do whatever you want? Shmo, this is what's going on. This is why the UFC is going to entice. 
Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, him three, and they're gonna give him a nice little paycheck, at least with Conor, and then you know, and then bring it back down for the rest of whatever fights he's gonna have. So that's my predictions. That's what I think. That's what's going on. It's just it's too bad they're not doing that Francis or Triple C, but it's all good. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like you don't believe the Gypsy King Tyson Fury, as does the schmo after what he said early last week about Dillian White being his last boxing match and then retiring. He'd come back for that shmoney fight with Francis Ngannou. The world knows it. But what about Masvidal? Three straight losses. Would you be interested in working with Gamebred? You've kind of hinted towards that a little bit. What do you do next for Gamebred Masvidal? Yeah, what I would do, what I would do with Gamebred is I would, I would, I think you would want to make him more of a technical fighter, man. Like sometimes he gets into these flurries. He's too smart to be into fights. He's letting people into his fight zone. If I was to give him, if I was to help him out, it'd be with his with his his distance game, um, keeping him at borders, like never never allowing anybody to get into the the uppercut or hook range and things of that nature. Slipping through, go, going over the areas of concentration and wrestling, uh, the different little different little tricks. Because remember, I fought, dude. Wrestling and MMA wrestling, it is different. And people need to realize that there's things that you can slip out of and there's things that you really got to defend. But you cannot get into these scramble positions like he did with Kobe, which eventually exhausted him. He was in that tripod position for quite a bit. And when you're in that tripod position and the dude's on top of you and you're kind of like on hands and feet and getting up, like you shouldn't be doing that. What you should be doing is fighting your rest periods, maybe even going to your back. But the fact that he was staying in those all force position that drained him because he's lifting Kobe Covington's weight. And uh, the, like I said, these are just little things that he could adjust. I think the biggest thing is really underst understanding the philosophy. Once you understand the philosophy, Schmo, everything gets better, man. Your fighting career will get better, but you got to find the right engineers. They could be NCAA champ, world champs, but unless they have experience in the cage and have actually fought, I think I, I think I would hop out Gamebred a lot, man. I like Gamebred, even though we stopped talking Due to uh, you know our management firms with Ali and uh, Abraham, I've always uh, man I've always had so much love for that dude. You know, I you know I'm a little bummed out that I haven't had that relationship with them ever since that crazy shit happened with him and uh, with Ali and his manager. But that's just the way it is, man. And I I gotta stick to my brothers. He's gotta stick to his. But my my door will always be open for for game bread, man. If he decides to to rejuvenate his career, I know that I could help him tremendously. All right, Mr. Matchmaker Triple C, let's wrap up this segment. Who does he fight next? Who's the name? Uh, Masvidal? Yes. Um, I think Masvidal takes a big break. I think him taking big breaks like that has only helped his career because that's three in a row, man. You don't want to But he's like 37. He does I would he have fight. enough time to take a break? He's, he's getting up um, there in age. He could. He could. No, age is just a number, Schmo. Let me look look at Glover Teixeira, 42 years old, Fair. light heavyweight champion Fair. of the world. I mean, if you're smart about your thing, like even now, Schmo, like even me not fighting like right now, but I'm I am so uh I am so much smarter now. Like I've been taking care of my body. Yeah, maybe not my nutrition, but training, seeing the sport from different, stretching every single day. Like there's ways where you could actually become better because you see things more clear. I would, I would, I would hold him out for another year. Keep that star uh, power in there, and uh, you know, the only thing, the only person that I could really think of him fighting is maybe, I, I don't know. I think he needs to wait out and see what's, see what's gonna, you know, see what's gonna. I would maybe Nate Diaz. I don't know. I don't know. Shmo. He needs a break, man. I think yeah, he, I think he takes time off. I think he's him. too big of a star. 
I think he's too big of a star to just come back right away. I think he needs to let, allow people to miss them and forget what happened with Kobe Covington and then come back and then get better. So, like I said, George Masvidal, the doors are open, dude. If you decide you want to learn some things, man, uh, you know, I know, I know that I could help him, to say the least, Schmo. Well, timing's everything in life, and if the stars align, the Schmo said it before, we'd say it again. We'd love to see Gamebred against a Conor McGregor. Now, let's move on to the bronze medal movement. RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos against Hinato Moicano, man. Hinato Moicano was the only transport of the night, UFC 272. RDA got the job done. Big kahunos and kahudos to Moicano for stepping up on short notice. This was a five-round fight. It didn't have to be, but it was, man. What are your overall thoughts on that, man? And Islam Makachev, man. man. He didn't fight him. He didn't step up at 170 and fight this, man. It was Moicano. Yeah, and I think that's the fight that probably Dana should do more so than uh, Benil Dariush, man. I think, I think, uh, I think those two guys have been in, in, in you know, in a, in a handful of verbal confrontations through social media. I'd prefer to see Rafael dos Anjos and uh, and uh, Islam. Honestly, I think that's the number. I think that's a better fight in my eyes than than Dariush. I think it's a, it's a, it's a true feud and. You need those. He needs those storylines. It's almost like how Khabib needed McGregor. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you got to build that star. So I would like to see that. But going back to Hanato Moicano, I thought, uh, man, I just thought, I just thought five rounds for a short notice fight was a little too much for me. I think he should have probably stuck to the three. I thought, I think he has heart, but I think it's, I think he's, I think he's not going to be the same fighter, man. When you go through a war like that. Like I, that, that, that might have shaved some years out of his uh, out of his fight career, to be quite honest with you, Shmo. Well, Mark Goddard had a great night at Saturday night, UFC 272. There's three straight times to open the rounds. The doctor came in. They were looking at him. They were looking at the vision. Those eyes were shut, everything. They allowed the fight to continue, man. But, yeah, it sounds like maybe you think the quarter could have stepped in there, man. Some unnecessary rounds at the end of that well, fight. Championship rounds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mark Goddard did his job, and I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Mark Goddard is a real—he's the best ref that has ever that I have ever been around, that have ever seen. I remember my fight with him and Marlon Marias. He stopped it at the right time, like he just did everything. Other than Big John McCarthy, I'm going to have to say uh, Mark Goddard is the next best thing. I'm honestly Shmo, and I'm going to say it now, dude. I don't want to dog him so much, but uh herb dean herb dean to me he, he's not that good man he, he has like these hesitant he'll like stop like he'll come in and during fights and he's just uh you know what i'm saying this is why i'm kind of glad that george kind of brought that up he's not a big fan of herb dean and I, I don't know why herb dean continues to keep bringing or they keep they always put him in these main event fights there's a hesitation to him if i'm gonna be honest with herb because i don't got nothing against you herb dean but there's a hesitation to you that when you get in there it's like you don't know if you're gonna stop it or you do something with your gestures you know what i'm talking about schmo that makes people feel uncomfortable sometimes it could be early stoppages sometimes it could be a little too late i don't know man i know you smoke weed so do i do i'm just wondering if you're damn high all the damn time when you're refing to be quite honest with you but i think the big dot right now is uh mark goddard i like Mal uh, mike beltran way way more so than than herb demon i got a three against you herb i just think uh i just think there's there's better referees out there i think the ufc needs to see that too
Well, Triple C, you're the one who's danced inside of the octagon and been in close proximity with your life on the line with these guys there. The Schmo hasn't. So your say is different than the Schmo say. The Schmo likes all these guys. They've treated the Schmo with grace. They've always answered the Schmo's questions during interviews. The Schmo's got no complaints. Your situation, a lot different than the Schmo's. But back to RDA. Want to talk about this. We really hope it's not a situation with RDA and Islam. It develops into the Tony Ferguson-Habib situation where it's a curse fight. We get a book two, three, four, five times and never happens. The Schmo really wants to see that fight happen. RDA, man, former champion, man. He's got the second, the third win. We want to see him continue to climb, continue to win because he's a great guy. So if he does not get Islam, though, what is next for him? Because he obviously he wanted Game Bread to win because he did lose to Colby Covington. He lost the belt on the line to Colby Covington in Chicago, UFC 225. The Schmo was there. We remember that. But what do you do for RDA next if it's not Islam? If it's not Islam, then if, and, if it, and if it's not Dustin versus Colby Covington, then then you redo Dust, uh, you redo Colby Covington and RDA. Why not? He yeah. fought. He fought him. You know, four four years ago, maybe, maybe even more. It was 2018, I believe. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, man, people get better, and I think Rafael dos Anjos, he's he's tough enough to find a good wrestling coach and uh, get better. I think if he's able to keep it on his feet, he'll he'll hurt he'll hurt Kobe Covington. So there's 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 a lot there's a lot of new blood, man, and I think sometimes we keep. Yeah, but the, the Kamaru Usman's already beat him too. Jesus. Kamaru Usman needs to go up, dude, straight up. He needs to fight the Nigerian Nightmare because the toughest matchup for him, it is it is Hamza, and I told him that. So if he decides he wants Hamza instead of Israel and win a second bout, then that's on him. You know, but that's just how I feel, Shmo. Well, do you feel we're at the point now where Usman, you keep bringing up the Nigerian Nightmare, it's all signs pointing to him. You look at who he's beat and everything like that. We're going to get to a point where you start saying he is surpassing GSP in the welterweight division, man. Oh, of course. I mean, how many how many title defenses does he have? It's not it's not 10 like GSP. But uh, it's, it's, not, it's GSP about has it's, nine. Or nine? I believe it's around the five mark. Well, well the Schmo's got to have the fast check. We got the computer in front of us. We can look up this stuff. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, but it, it's yet. all good, Schmo. It's just, it's a, it, it, he's, a, he's a lot more dominant than GSP. We've seen that, man. He's stopping people. So, yes, we got it right. Five. Okay. Five title defenses. Yes. So, anyways, but that's Kamara Usman, dude. You know, he wants, he wants to. It's bigger than him. It's for Africa. It's all good, man. You know, my all position, right. I, I don't do the whole damn country. That was me. You know what I'm saying? Triple C ain't taking no damn prayer. I ain't sharing no pie with nobody. No pie. No pie. But speaking of sharing, let's get into this week's top moment. Kevin Holland, the trailblazer, making the UFC <laughs> welterweight debut. And he knocks out Cowboy Oliveira. You know what, Shmo? Why don't we put some push-ups on it? How about that? All right, let's do that. How many push-ups are we going to bet on that fight? You yeah, give us but no, 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 no. push-ups on a but, but loser has to put a speedo and do about fifty push-ups. What Deal. do you think about that? Speedo, fifty push-ups. If Cowboy wins, the Schmo does fifty push-ups in a speedo. If Speed, Holland wins, you're doing speedo, fifty. That's fine. Speedo while eating Cheetos. Can we do that? All right, we could do that. Triple C. 
Speedo time, Cheeto time, 50 push-ups. We'll be in person oh, next week Jesus. for the next show where you're oh. doing the Eagle FC. We will watch you. We will film you. And we got some Cheetos. <laughs> Let's do this, baby. Oh, I regret it. I regret it. Oh, shit. Triple C, were you not looking There's at the only one thing, lineups? The, the, Dude, I'm I'm tripping, man. Anyways, I just didn't think he was to recover as much. And I, I thought I thought uh, uh I thought Oliveira was gonna be a little different too. But man, Oliveira's got a little bit of quit in him, dude. That ain't the first time I've seen him kind of go out like that, staying in guard and just cover up. No anticipation of getting up. But anyways, whatever. Schmo, you're right. Kevin Holland, I apologize, but I will do my fifty my fifty push-ups while I eat Cheetos. The only thing that you did wrong, Schmo, pull up pull up that pull up that speedo real quick. Pull up that speedo real quick. That thing should only be gold, man. So get it right next time. I need a go speedo while I eat my Cheetos. Triple C, they don't make the gold in that small of sizes. I know you're going up to lightweight, man, but uh, <laughs> you got to get a little bit bigger for us to give you the gold ones, man. They don't make them like that. <laughs> Black's too universal in the color size. But listen, man, how did you go up against the Trailblazer, man? The guy who's going to be in the main event at 205 pounds. Tiago Santos, he went and fought him. Yes, it was middleweight and stuff like that. He fought Santos, Jock Ray, Marvin Vittori. This guy's only fought dogs, man. Guys that way are much bigger than him. Cowboy Oliveira, he's a great fighter. Very fun fighter. But Kevin Holland, man, he had the skills. And uh, we weren't going to not go against him. Minus 260. Bet online. Dot AG. We saw it. Yeah, sometimes a king makes a mistake. And I made a mistake on that one. And uh, congratulations to Kevin Holland. I thought he did a great job. I actually like him. And I consider him part of the cringe mafia. He proved me wrong. And for that reason, I'm about to pay on international social media well i wear a black thong and i eat some hot cheetos or cheetos yeah yeah, yeah that thing might be a little wedgie proof but uh, we can redeem ourselves right now with the king's speech who do you got for us this week oh man for the king's speech man i'm just have to say none other than potentially the future champ he's gonna be knocking on everybody's door i mean we saw what he did to brian Gallagher. yes i'm talking about Omar Mergamadoff, man. This dude, I have I've had a I had an opportunity to just roll with the one time back in AK. This is before I was champion. I was like, man, this kid is special. This kid has a certain he, he has a certain feel to just the fight game. He's he's a better competitor than he is a fighter, but he's a hell of a fighter, Schmo. I think we're I think we be, we may be looking at the future, you know, Bantamweight champion of the world. And I don't say that because I don't say that because he's Khabib's cousin. I tell you that, Schmo, because this kid is the real deal. Well, when the Schmo interviewed he fight, Javier he, Mendez, he could strike. He could strike. He could wrestle. He could submit. He has a gas tank. He's committed. Like everybody that that's with Khabib, man, like they they're all gonna have a gas tank. And this is partially why Khabib was so mad at uh at the twenty fiver that he had at uh what is it at Tiger. Yeah, the fact that, that he ended up losing because he's, man, these dudes are like Khabib takes no for an answer, man. Like your gas tank should be at a at an all time high for you know for every minute because those guys train hard, man. So I think I think there's 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 a big Russian wave 
and the Russians gonna end up they're gonna end up taking out Russians. Like this dude could in my eyes, I think this dude could beat uh could beat uh, Peter Yon right now if they really gave him the opportunity. Because he's got better wrestling. Peter Yon is so suspect on the grappling and nobody's taking him there. What do you think Omar would do to him? Take him yeah. down, beat him up, and that's it. Well, Khabib was and I dis I I I actually I actually disagree with uh, with Islam. Islam says he's going to be a champion in two years. I'm like, no. Dude, you can fast-track this kid. Give him a top tenner. Give him a top five. And by the end of possibly this year, beginning of next year, he could be fighting for the world title. I called it first. I think he'll, easy, I think he'll easily squeeze that ugly potato face, Peter Yan. But, you know, that's, that's my take. Well, a lot to unpack there. The Schmo hates to talk over you, Triple C, but Khabib's 125 or no shame in losing to Tim Elliott. Awkward MMA. You know the flyweight division. He's fought the who's who. I mean, listen, Tim Elliott came out there. He looked one of the best versions of Tim Elliott we've seen. So obviously that's why that happened. But to Umar Namagomedov, to your point right there, Javier Mendez, when the Schmo interviewed him fight week early last week, he said the same thing you said. Future Bantamweight champion, man. And that was only his second fight in the UFC. The Schmo was there in Abu Dhabi when they made the UFC debut. Man, two, two dominant performances, two finishes. This guy is the real deal. Now, let's move into the new Block Asset segment. New sponsor, man. They're making tons of content, man. They're allowing the fans to interact with the athletes, buying their tokens, NFTs, experiences, Let's talk about the bromance of Hamza Chemaev and Darren Till, man. Is this the best duo right now in mixed martial arts? Yeah, no, of course, man. I think as of right now, I think it's super cool that uh, that Till and uh, it's a, it reminds me a lot like Kobe and, and Gabriel in that sense. But I think these guys are just not so dramatic. You know what I'm saying? But I think uh, I think Till's gonna be getting more out of Hamza than Hamza's gonna be getting out of Till. So I think this benefits more of, of Till because his kryptonite is wrestling. And you have you have probably the best wrestler on the whole UFC roster is going to be helping you firsthand. I think it's great, man. And, uh, and just to get back to Block Asset, man, they're doing some amazing things. Shmo, I'm super, I'm an ambassador for them. Obviously, they're sponsoring our show. You know, I got my NFT coming out. There's going to be about 2,000 NFTs. I'm going to be able to... You know, I'm going to be able to just connect with my fans a lot more. I mean, they got everybody from George Masvidal, Colby Covington, uh, you know, myself. Uh, they got Calvin Gastel. I mean, they got everybody in MMA, man. They're, they're the Korean zombie. I mean, they're doing an amazing job, and they're really promoting our sport. So, you guys, look out for Block Asset because we're about to take over. Or wait, or should I say, Schmover. Damn right, man. And yes, man. Imagine Darren Till with some wrestling defense because he's got the creative stand-up, man. He's got that Muay Thai. He's a fun fighter. And those personalities, man, I know they're cut from different cloths, but they just gel. But speaking about that, uh, Schmo, Darren Till is supposed to come out and train with the Triple C here. The yeah. people from Block Acid uh, hit me up as a sponsor of both of ours and... Uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to hop out there until, you know, alongside with uh, with with Hamzat helping him, I would be more than happy to hop out there until with a lot of those small little details, showing them a, a whole different aspect of what it's like to really train like a professional, using technology, using recovery, uh, the mindset, 
seeing basing everything on biomechanics, being a better competitor than you are a fighter. So I believe that I could take Darren Till and really make uh, Darren Till into Darren Till 2.0. Easy. And the Schmo will definitely come out for that content. Just make sure Uriah Hall's not at the gym at the same time. There seems to be a little bad blood there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's wrap things up with Eagle FC this Friday. The Schmo will be there. You're like the Joe Rogan, or shall I say the Schmo Rogan of the promotion. You got everything on the broadcast. You do a great job there. And then you do the post-fight in-ring interviews. But Triple C, man. Diego Sanchez, Kevin Lee, man. 165, division debut. How can we miss this, baby? Let's go. Oh, man, this is a good fight, man. These are two guys that have been in the sport for, for a very, very long time. We owe a lot of our credit, man. We actually owe to Diego Sanchez. Remember, he was part of that original tough, man, that who was able to win it. He promoted the heck out of that show, and uh, I was a fan of him from the beginning, man. And then, obviously, the Motown killer. He knows how to sell a fight, man. He became this persona to really get the name out there. On top of that, man, he could fight. And uh, I have no clue why the UFC tend to let him go. But whatever it is, Eagle FC got two great guys. This fight's going to be... This, this, this is a battle of uh, of pride. You know, both of these guys, yeah, they may be a little older, but they're still somewhat in their prime, dude, because they're wiser. They know the mistakes that they've done in the past, and... They are here to really display whatever it is that they want to display at Eagle FC and do it amongst the legend, the the, the recently announced Hall of Famer in Khabib Mergameda, man, which yes. congratulations to. Congratulations, Khabib. 100%. Yeah, much so. deserved. Much deserved, Khabib. Who do you think they'll announce uh, next, Schmo? Because they typically do two, right? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, I think so too. And Triple C, they got to be announcing you as well. <laughs> I yeah yeah yeah, they should two belts, an Olympic gold medal. But I'll wait, man. I get it, I I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think Cormier is next, so that's that's my tag. Maybe maybe I'll get announced next year sometime, and as I should, because I will become the 2022 Coach of the Year. You heard it here first. King Triple C said it here. What's up? There it is. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if we haven't hammered it in, we'll be doing the next show in person in Miami, Eagle FC. Make sure you watch, listen, subscribe. New shows every single week. We'll see you in Miami. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver. And we are. Are. Ah.